This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. How you doing, Debbie Bogle? I am great. I am great. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> the sophomores were better than that. They were. They did a great job. I ran into them out on the street. I was like, you guys did awesome. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Um, we've been really busy and um, doing a lot of things at, at United Way and increasing our capacity um, to serve the community and in many different ways. But we just this week received um, five of our employees received their um, certification to be community health workers. Um, so we're excited about that and to be able to continue to serve our community. What does that mean exactly? So community health workers are um, we're kind of uh, in, in between for health and social services, which is kind of what we've been doing anyway. Which is where a lot of people, that's where most people are. Yes. And um, to be able to um, uh, advocate for patients, clients, um, you know, in, in the health industry and um, in social service and help them either be self-sufficient or continue to be self-sufficient or gain self-sufficiency. And so there's a lot of different aspects to that. Um, and, you know, it's kind of exciting work to, to be able to do that. Um, that's in partnership with Illinois Department of Public Health and Crossing Healthcare. And it'll just increase our knowledge, increase our ability to serve the community in the ways that our community needs um, assistance right now. All right. That's great. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it's more fun being proactive and active rather than just sort of being a place that accumulates money to do what it, I, I mean that, that doing it with such intent and purpose has to be much more rewarding than just sort of the way we used to do things it is it's not just for us it's not just paperwork everybody all five of my employees are certified now including myself and they're very passionate about what they're doing it's not just coming into a job it is I mean, we are seeing more and more um, folks call in, um, you know, needing help and assistance with it, rent, mortgage, power bills, um, food, you, you name it. And, um, you know, we're, we've been able to help um, a lot of folks with just some, like yesterday I had a phone call, um, a gentleman, he's, he's a seasonal worker. Um, right now he's on unemployment. He, he's trying to move to an apartment and um he had to th the place he was living the the uh landlord is selling it mm -hmm. um he has everything he needs he just today does not have the 20 dollars for the application fee and so he can you know wait till his next unemployment check then he's two weeks behind that can put him out on the street for a week or two i mean just little things like that so if we can pay that 20 dollars for him to to do that application fee that prevents him from being homeless until he can get a new apartment. I mean, just little things like that are happening. People don't, I, I think that um, people who are lucky enough in life and smarts and everything else play into that too, but don't have to think about those little things or those little things don't have an impact on them. I mean, I, I wake up every day feeling blessed that like that, that wouldn't, be me right. but i also wake up every day going you don't know what the future right. looks like and you have no idea but but being able to intervene 
and change circumstances that don't have to go where they they could go because of the ability to be able to have the flexibility to go here. Right. And and once you keep somebody out of poverty, it, it's it's impossible, way harder to get people back out of it than it is to keep people from falling into it. Yes. And this twenty dollars, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't. Well, he can go stay with a friend for yeah. two weeks. What that does to somebody's mental health to be in that kind of situation, even for a small amount of time, not knowing where you're going to go or what you're going to do um, or who you're going to be a burden on is is a big deal. Yep. And for just, a you know, 20 bucks, um, we can prevent that whole right. drama. But that story could that. be for five hundred dollars or yes. for two thousand uh, dollars, you know, or for, you know, thirty six dollars and seventy three cents. I mean, those stories get told every single day. It's just a lot of people don't see the face of it. Uh, so it's easy to be cynical about everything. And, and it's just I, I'm thankful for the work that you do. And I, I know that um, you, you've had help from the Howard G. Buffett Foundation and being able to do stuff like this yes. to have that flex, which so many of those things go on in this community that people don't know anything about. Right. And and I can't even explain um, the impact that has had on um, on the community and being able to serve the community in that way um, for Alice families. Um, there's there's not a lot of assistance for those Al- Alice families it, it's anywhere. The, it's the systematic problem with government, just generically speaking, yes. is that they have to have rules, and so there's a system that gets put in place, except life doesn't usually follow those lines, right? I mean, the right. rules don't match what real life looks like. But then it sort of becomes institutionalized, and the bad thing is that people who are chronically in need of help generally know where to go to get that help because it's part of you know the thing the people that find themselves put into that category are oftentimes either ashamed to ask don't even know where to ask and they end up suffering sort of quietly and silently and no one's advocating for them and we've never seen more of it than during COVID I I mean because of that acceleration factor of everything so you get people that aren't going to be chronically homeless but they end up in their car or a motel you you, you know when a little bit of intervention could keep that from going down further exactly and you know the people that we've been able to serve over the last couple of years um, they're not calling back, you know, they're not coming back year after year. Um, they, they found themselves in a situation where they just needed a little bit of help to get them back on and their feet. Often and, the stuff that's out there, they don't qualify. Right, for. exactly. And so we've been really, I mean, it's incredible the amount of people we've been able to, to help and just the help that they needed. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes very sad in the situations and sometimes, you know, you know me, <laughs> yeah. it, it's difficult to hear some of these stories. Um, but the, the ability to be able to have an answer for them is, um, is incredible. And we're, we're just very lucky and blessed to be able to be in the position where we can um, serve that the community in that way. All right. Well, keep up that work. I, I mean, it is, I, I just, it's quiet. People don't hear about it. It's not like it's splashy, but it is just literally life-changing for people uh, or keep a life-changing event from happening to them. Uh, and it's it's stuff that doesn't get all the, the sexy headlines and the stuff, but it's, man, is it important. Yeah, you know, it's not, um, you know, pe- the, the effect on mental health, and that's, you know, a oh. hot spot right now. And this all ties into that, and it, it can really be, 
it can save somebody. Well, uh, keep it up. And if you want to support things like this, uh, you know, support the United Way. Uh, and you, you know, it's, I know everybody wants to like get the United Way form and, you know, I want to pick a designated fund, but the more flexibility people give to you and your organization, who's on the level of seeing it eye to eye and making those decisions where the funding goes, that's huge. You know, it really is. And designations for us, if, if, if we're the only way that somebody's going to, um, invest in their community, um, then, then we want want that. We want them to be able to do that. It's the ease of being able to do payroll deduction. Um, but really that's just a pass through for us. You could just write them a check and, you know, um, and, and do it that way as well. Um, but the community impact piece is that uh, vetting of the organizations and, and it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, it's we a, have but, great organizations. But it's allocating the resources to what's working. And most people who give don't have that internal inside knowledge of that. They may have uh, an attachment to a brand, you know, or a thing, but you guys aren't, you're putting the dollars where they're working and where there's actual results. And so as as a donor, I'd much rather trust that and and let you guys do the most work with it. And where the request from the agencies is. So, you know, if they need, um, if they're applying for $50,000 for this one program, that's where they need the money. Um, You know, that's, what they have to spend that money on. Yep. That's what they're saying. We need this. And the, the more that we can, we can invest in those programs and our own internal programs, the better our community will be. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, let's do the break. Uh, I want to have, there's a couple of pop culture. I don't maybe I didn't, there's stuff out there that I, I want to talk about a little bit. One is this belief that, Damar Hamlin had a heart attack because he got vaccinated, which was pushed out by former gubernatorial candidate, State State Senator Darren Bailey, just yesterday. Uh, The second is the jacket he was wearing at the Super Bowl and why Adrian Peterson feels like he has any moral superiority to weigh in on anybody else's behavior. Can we wrap all that up in one conversation? I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're a broadcast professional. Thank you. I am. Uh-huh. People forget that sometimes. Uh-huh. I have awards and everything. I have an award. <laughs> I have one too. But it's also yours. <laughs> Nick, Nick. <laughs> it's also Debbie's. No, it is. Yeah. It's so many people. Yes, but Nick's got it in there on his. <laughs> got some for the trophy case. Can't put my Legos there. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Debbie Bogle's in from the United Way. We got about 14 minutes left. You want to hear this next part? And then tomorrow, the most sinful states in the United States of America, ranked in order. Where do we land in Illinois? Stay tuned. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. Gannon, hello! Slam dunk! Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The celebration is on! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Memorial Care is primary care for seeing experienced physicians and providers. 
It is urgent care when there's no time to wait for an appointment. It is virtual care for added convenience and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health to find hours and locations in your area. Billingsley is a name that people have known in Decatur for decades. It has stood for quality automotive service for over 75 years. When we decided to expand our operation to include a brand new travel center, it had to be done right. With a project of that scale, we turned to First National Bank of Decatur to help us navigate the complicated financial aspects. With First National Bank's help, we are well on our way to a grand opening. I'm Myra Billingsley, and on behalf of the Billingsley family, I want to thank First National Bank, the quality bank, member FDIC, FNBQuality.bank. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Okay, good morning and welcome. We're back here. So the entire world stopped during that football game when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down and had to be brought back to life, right? Right. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything... I've ever seen in sports that matched that moment where the majority of people just went, Oh my God. And the love and prayers and expressions, I mean, like immediately, like whether you knew his name or not, or had any former, you, you know, or, or any awareness of him as an NFL player, it didn't, none of that mattered, right? Not at all. Okay. But we live in a country where even something that dramatic and powerful, give it a couple of weeks and people will turn it into something that's not. It happened instantly, actually, Brian. Yeah, it didn't even take that long. Uh, While he was on the field, I told you about it. Yes, but you're talking about just like a handful of nutbags on Twitter, not somebody who wanted to be governor of Illinois. True. Right? It was substantiated later, yes. So he gave this hesitant answer about what caused the heart attack. Now, I I don't – listen, you could speculate a million things, performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, whatever it might be that he wasn't comfortable talking about, in some people's minds, that immediately goes to vaccines. Right. I'm so done with these people. I I, I mean, they're just – I don't have a medical degree, so I trust people who have a medical degree. But also, it's absolutely nobody's business but, but whatsoever. No, it, it isn't. But, well, of course, there's your ultimate hypocrisy because Darren Bailey spent an entire gubernatorial campaign telling people it was nobody's business whether he was vaccinated or not. Now, all of a sudden, a wide receiver for the buff or for the... He played for Buffalo, right? Yeah, he was cornerback. Owes Darren Bailey an answer? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and then he he's at the Super Bowl, okay? And I my reaction at the Super Bowl was, wow. Yeah. He's there. What a great inspiration. Other people were worried about what he was wearing. Now, I got to be honest, I thought it was SpongeBob. I didn't know it was Jesus. <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah. But that's how much I care. I, I, I mean, like, whatever. Well, you have olive oil shoes on today. Really? That's what you call them? Yeah, pull them up there for Nick to see. But I think Nick saw them last week. Definite yeah. olive oil vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. No, it's good style. Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> uh, so 
he's so from what I understand, this jacket had sort of a a, a, a kind of a avant garde artistic tape on Jesus. It was like a Japanese designer. First of all, he paid way too much for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that much I'll judge. Thirty three hundred dollars, no thank you. Uh, but now. And then what does the guy who gets charged with criminal abuse of his children and, and beating his wife, and, and where does he come off proclaiming to speak for Jesus? I, I don't I don't know. He, he always put his faith out there, to be fair. But, but, but he always put his beaten family members out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson is who I'm talking about. I mean, not alleged to, charged with. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. the latest one being in 2022. That's right. Had to take it. I mean, not only did he do it on an airplane. I mean, everybody else had to go back to where they came from to solve it all out. Right, mm-hmm. more domestic violence. I mean, I just don't know how you ignore that when standing in moral judgment about Jesus with someone else. It's hard to reconcile that. Absolutely. So then DeMar Hamlin, to his great credit, and he shouldn't have to answer for any of this. I didn't take his jacket to be some sort of moral declaration of anything, right? Like I said, I thought it was SpongeBob, but I didn't see Jack- Janet Jackson's nipple either. So I, you know, I miss <laughs> this stuff sometimes. <laughs> and I think most people do. And they're only outraged after someone else gets outraged. I didn't know anything about it until like the next day when it was all over, you know, right. the internet. I was like, what? What is what right. is this jacket? So here's what he said. Not Adrian Peterson, because I don't give a damn what he says. Right? Right. Talk to the Lord about beating your wife. You've got your own soul searching to do. He said, after talking with my parents, this is DeMar Hamlet, I understand how my coat could have offended some people. It was never my intentions to hurt or disrespect anyone. The coat is abstract art to me. It says eternal, which I am eternally thankful to my Savior. He's that's all you, you you don't even have to tell me that. Mm-hmm. But once you say that, we're done. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Why do people lose their minds over nothing? When there are things you should be losing your mind about. Mental health. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's things you should be passionate about. And we use so much energy in this country doing this kind of crap. And our leaders that they, they all this is the, their playbook. If you would just take that energy and do something good with it, I promise you, you would like yourself better. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it is, honest to God, right? I told you I got one of those lamps. Think about that as a metaphor for life. You know what I didn't get? Something that resembles like hell or, or like, you, you know, let me have an hour of agony and, and, and horrible, <laughs> awful feelings. You know. So why do people feed on that? I, I don't have an answer to that, but it, you look at, at the moment that he hit the field and the nation paused, the world to some degree paused, You rallied around him with care, people out rushing to the hospital in both jerseys from different areas, news, everybody reporting on it, watching his care, seeing how he is, raising millions of dollars for a stranger they know nothing about on a team they know nothing about. And the good that has come of that, the inspiration that it's brought to people, and the thing, and the and the little the noises are is that even is that a body double up there? Is is he unvaccinated? Is that why it happened? Is is this coat satanic? And it's like we are trying to just take away something that showed us that people could rally around 
a human being in need and turn it into a positive. Like we all can't handle being on the same page. Yeah, and, you know. yeah we got to mess this up somehow because, yeah. oops, we were on the same side collectively. Yeah. I didn't understand the body double thing and where I I didn't read into it. I saw headlines and I was like, I'm not even going right. to. What's the point? I'm not even going to entertain that. Yeah. But here's what we do. The jacket was criticized. This is USA Today. By seven-time Pro Bowl running back Adrian Peterson, who said it was blasphemous and disrespectful. Why do we describe him as seven-time Pro Bowl running back? There's a lot of adjectives you could use for him. Because <laughs> yeah. they wanted abuser. to add credibility to the, the worth of that statement. This is where the media falls down. And this is where you take, I don't care even if it's a large amount of people, significantly it's small based on the population at large that do this stupid stuff on social media, and then we turn it into news. Right. It's ridiculous. Guy wore a jacket. I mean, he's got an artsy side. I know that's Mm -hmm. probably hard to understand for the meatheads that love football just because we want to pull people's pants down and hit their scrotum. Oh, I'm sorry. New Mexico State, that was basketball. But this guy's got an artsy side, and so it's got to be anti-Jesus. And it might wrap your brain a little crazy that the artsy side where that jacket came from is on a storefront ran by Takashi Murakami, who's the designer of the Louis Vuitton logo that's probably on the purse sitting at their desk. That brown pattern. Adrian Peterson probably has the purse. (laughs) Right. We just can't have a good story. No. Can't have a happy ending. Can't have a, wow, that's inspirational. Can't have a thank God. That's unbelievable. A miracle. Yeah. Can't have any of that. Happy's People up just and, aren't having it. I mean, up and no, at him. Yeah, no way. I don't get it. Just energy vampire suckers, you know? It'd be one thing. I always say all of those mushroom heads, like from the TV show. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> the last of us. So you, you can just, just see identify them. It's like, all right, no time. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Did you see the bloater? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played the game. I didn't. You played the game. I don't. These are all surprises for me. Yeah. I don't understand how this is a game, but I'm not a gamer. So I, but I really like the show. Isn't it good? Yeah. It is so good. Uh, Catch up. New episode on Sunday. They were so smart putting that out on Friday on Super Bowl Sunday. Right. Because yeah. that was great. I, Pedro Pascal's great. I love the young woman who, she's older than, she's like 19. She's older than she's she 19. looks mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And of she was they probably in Game it. of Thrones. and I don't remember her in Game of Thrones. There were a lot of characters yeah, in Game there of were. Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Bogle, how do people reach you guys? UWDecatur.org. Yes, and you can call me directly at 217-422-8537. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.